What is up, my Gaggle of Geeks? And welcome to tonight's episode. We're going to be covering a couple stories. We're going to be talking about HBO Max and all of the things that are coming from that awesome new streaming service. Or maybe not awesome. We'll see with our uh, panel of guests. And also, we're going to be talking a little bit about this new game that we have where we're going to guess the price for Cameo people. So more to come on that. But first, I want to introduce the people that are here with me. Uh, first, our co-host, Chaz. How's it going, man? Oh, it's going, it's going, it's going. Oh, man. It's really cool to have two people on for this because that never happens. And yeah, yeah these two are both incredibly... Uh, like when I see them put, posting stuff, they have a lot of insight into movies. They have really good, like just a, a good base of knowledge and stuff. So I've always wanted to have both of them on, uh, specifically Caitlin, because she's not been on yet. So that's a great introduction. <laughs> Caitlin is a writer on Bleeding Cool and uh, Bleeding Cool News. You can check her out on there. And yeah, welcome. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. I'm actually the EIC, Patrick. Oh, no. <laughs> Can, here, does this help? Because that was going to go on too at the to, same I time. To, I have to give myself my own cloud here. Come on, I have I'm to. Gonna, I'm going to, no, I'm giving you the cloud. <laughs> well, I've never been air horned before. This is weird. <laughs> I don't think anybody's worded that quite like that on the show yet. <laughs> That's amazing. Okay. And also on the show, you've seen him uh, before, literally just a few weeks ago. So we had to have him back on. Andre from Backseat Directors. How's it going, man? It's going great, Patrick. Thanks for having me. I didn't even give what? you a call. <laughs> you look so good. Like you came no, on the screen. I was like, my God. It, look it's, how dapper this man is. Did, I mean, haircut? Does that look it, like a haircut? That's that's where I went today. That's I, where I oh, went. Oh, to, today? But, okay, so what was your experience like for a haircut? We got to know. Oh, it was great. It was great. Yeah, I, I, I haven't had ago. a haircut in a couple months, so it was great. <laughs> it looks like everybody got one. Okay, I'll admit it too. I got one this week also. <laughs> I, I got to be honest. The procedure made me feel a lot more secure. Like, I don't know if the same thing happened to you guys, but the minute I walked in, they're like, wash your damn hands. And I went straight back, washed hands, kept a mask on. They were really professional with it. At least the hairdressing place is is following more safety precautions than a Walmart. So I, you can't you can't ask for much more than that. My stylist is just like human sunshine. In human, is just like perfect human being. She invited me to her wedding reception last year. Like that's how much of a sweet person she is. She actually messaged me and was like, "When are you coming in for a cut?" I was like, "This week." I guess. Sure. Why not? <laughs> nice. So I just came in for a cut and yeah, we wore masks the whole time and she took my temperature at the door and it was fine. Mm, I, I don't have a like I, I did person. feel like I might have, you know, like evolved and become a Karen. I didn't want no. to though. <laughs> mm. We will we will never say that about you. How dare you? <laughs> we'll, we'll scold you for that though. Uh, do you have do you have a shop that you go to, Andre? Do you have like a person? I usually just go to the Great Clips. It's next door. That's <laughs> good as I am with that. Um, so I, I I'm I'm kind of crazy, man. So my my wife and I we used to live in Provo, and when we lived in Provo, I found a guy that was incredible at cutting hair, and he's in Springville. So even though I don't live in Provo anymore, I'm in Highland. I still drive to Springville to go get my haircut because that's nice. how much I uh, enjoy going there and how much I trust my barber. So, yeah. Well, hey, it's a good time to have a specific barber to go and support, I think. 
For which, sure. Speaking Definitely. of support, I guess this is the the weird segue into our uh, our first topic because I was thinking to myself before we were getting started, like it's it's very clear that there's been some crazy news this week and the um, the protests that are happening down in Minnesota are are just it, it's it's getting to the point where it's pretty worrisome on both sides for everything. Uh, especially going into the weekend. So I was thinking, what was there something that we could possibly do or like maybe something that Gaggle Geeks can do every week to make sure that we're like paying it forward to to show a place where people can go and help. So with that, uh, we have a link down below. Make sure that you go and check it out. It is the Minnesota Freedom Fund. Make mm-hmm. sure that you're looking through it. Um, it. It gives you a whole list of of resources on how you can support the people there. Um, and, and things like that. It, we just want to make sure to pay attention to that at the beginning of this and realize that there are some serious stuff happening, but that doesn't mean that we can't have fun. And I guess that segues into the first story that we have, which is um, Indiana Jones is going it, to, it's happening. Like they've officially said that it's going to happen and their director, James Mangold is set to do it. And I'm so freaking excited for this director choice. Like this couldn't be a better like maybe next to possibly Spielberg coming back. I know probably there, there will be differences of opinions on that, but (laughs) I want to start this off with Caitlin. What do you think about the news? Um, Are you excited for James Mangold directing this? Um, Any, anything that could have been better with Indiana Jones five so far? Um, This movie has been a mess since the day it's been (laughs) announced. (laughs) I don't even know how many times it's been delayed now. I think it's been delayed like three different times off the top of my head. I would have yep. to check the to know for sure, but it just never seems to be able to get off the ground. It's one of those, there's a couple projects right before the, the COVID-19 crisis hit where it was one of the ones where you're like, oh, that, that was supposed to kick off this, this summer and it's not now. And that's really just kicking something when it's down. And I don't know how I feel about it. Uh, I've always liked the Indiana Jones movies, but I'm not like super invested in them <laughs> one way or another. And um, I love Mangold. I, I think he could do something very interesting with it. But I also know that because Spielberg is only going to be executive producing, there are going to be a segment of fans that anything they don't like, they're immediately going to blame on Mangold. And that's just not the way movie making works you know it's it's never the fault of just one person and you know it's it's way too early in production now to really make a call one way or the other i mean the producer that they they interviewed that talked about this said that they're just like barely starting on a script oh really shoot because that was going to be my question um when it comes to the scripts the solo writer i believe the Kasdan son was working on Indiana Jones scripts, if they've I understand. Been, they've had a couple of script writers now because it's been through a bunch of different directors and producers and release dates. They saw, When they announced this movie, they announced at the same time they announced Harrison Ford was coming back for like The Force Awakens. Like They double signed him for both movies. So it's just, and then when the producer announced that they just barely started writing this the other day, I was like, yeah, that sounds about right. It, if anybody was going to come in and just throw out everything and start from day one, it was going to be Mangold. And he, he could do that. He could get away with doing that. He's got the clout to get away with doing that. And all the power to him. That's probably the right decision to make because at this point, they're probably on version six of 
who knows what script, you might as well just start at the beginning now because they're not going to be able to get off the ground with production anytime soon as it is. Mm. Do you think that maybe the fan base are going to embrace the choice with Mango no. a lot more than other directors? What about, no. what do you think, Andre, with that? <laughs> so this is something really interesting. And sorry, I, I was trying to find an article while Caitlin was talking, but um, I actually... So you weren't uh, listening. No, I was uh, multitasking. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Jesus! Well, my typing is really loud on my computer because it's like right below my microphone. Otherwise, I would have. Oh, so at one point we're just gonna hear. <laughs> That's dope. <laughs> no, sorry. So, no, the, uh, I, I just talked about this on uh, one of my most recent episodes on my podcast, uh, just with my buddy, because my wife and I we just watched all four Indiana Jones movies and. Uh, say what you will about some of them. I really enjoy the movies, all four of them. Actually. Some of them, one of them. So, to avoid getting into, into a movie review of old Indiana Jones movies, uh, um, I, I might be one of those persons that Caitlin was talking about, about not having Steven Spielberg there is it's concerning to me because I, I, what, what feels concerning is that, not that he's, not going to direct it but why he's not going to direct it so uh, probably we won't get those details until after the movie's released or at least within production of the movie but uh, why steven spielberg would decide to step down is what you know if he even believes it if it's if it's capable of being a good movie and so if the rumors are that james mangold has thrown out the entire script and he's starting over then maybe what they had before just was not good enough in steven spielberg's eyes but um mangold is an incredible director he's incredibly incredibly talented i mean you know his more recent films i think you know between logan and ford versus ferrari are just those are top-notch films in my opinion and so you know whatever project he's going to touch it's probably going to be good um how different it is going to be from the style that spielberg brings to those movies is you know to be seen but we'll see i mean Mm. they got to get him if they're going to do a movie they got to do it soon harrison ford is not getting any younger what is he, 78, 79? So, oh, yeah. I mean, it, but the, the thing is, the recent work that he was on, um, Call of the Wild, I believe, was the dog film. Executive mm-hmm. producer was James Mangold on that one. So they have a history with that. And Chaz, with Spielberg being gone, it, it's not necessarily, I guess, gone, but it could be more he's pivoted to executive producer. Does this yes. give you worry or is it more... Because he's he, there's a lot of people. James Cameron has executive produced every Terminator film. That doesn't mean that he's there's been incredibly successful Terminator films. What do you think is the possibility, and what do you think the chemistry is going to be like between the director and the actor in this one? Well, so Indiana Jones has always been like a Western adventure, swashbuckler kind of guy, you know. And I think Mangold does very well with that kind of character, especially in like like if you've seen Three Ten to Yuma, he's able to handle like those fun adventures, and um, kind of what uh, Caitlin was saying with the script just be- barely starting and like he's possibly going to a new direction. I know like with the Wolverine back in 2013, uh, I know that suffered some pre-production stuff too because they couldn't find a director. And so uh, he was committed to that story and it turned out pretty decent com- like what was a development hell. So I have some hope for it, but also I don't think Steven Spielberg gives a fuck. <laughs> I think he's all. Are he's we allowed to swear on this? That's good to know. Yes. Oh, this is definitely a. Well, I don't have the. Damn it! I'm so sorry. Wait. Yeah, I do. Fuck this shit. 
I've got one swearies. I took out the I took out most of the other swear ones because I I don't know why it was one night I felt I was too reliant on them and I was like just delete them and I'll try something new. No, they're great. But yes, please swear, Caitlin. Say whatever you want. <laughs> but I think Steven Spielberg, he's making money off this regardless. And he's reached that age where maybe he's not going to direct as much and he's only going to executive produce, you know? Mm. So, I mean, he has all the money. <laughs> like, so of course, you know, he's going to secure the financing and that's all that matters to producers on set and to the filmmakers. Like that's all that matters to them. So, mm. um, but Mangold, like I, I'm not too worried because like I, I do have some faith in him. And like his most recent one um, with Ford versus Ferrari, I, I thought that was fun. I'm not a car guy at all, but he turned me on to that. I love so. that movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was so my favorite I, movie of last year. Yeah. And like, so I have some, I have, I have hope for this, honestly. Do you think Disney has any sway in a lot of this stuff within it? Is it like Star Wars level sway into the decision making or is it they're going to let them do their own thing? Star Wars. It really depends. I mean, I don't know at this point trying to dissect how much influence upper level disney has on each individual production is basically just playing into a game of conspiracy theories i mean (laughs) it's there's no way to know and no one is ever going to tell you so even kind of speculating on it doesn't really much have much of a point because at this point i mean like even now i mean thinking back if you had asked me this question you know five months ago i probably would have given you a different answer but right now i can tell you that bob chapek and bob Iger are much more focused on the fact that they want to get those parks reopened more than anything else like those are the things they are worried about (laughs) they want to get the movies that were already in production back up on production because that kind of stuff is more important they want to get the stuff that's already finished they want to get that in theaters so the stuff that's in pre-production it's i mean like the 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 effect that the COVID-19 stuff is going to have is going to be ongoing for years and years and years to come. And right now I think stuff that's in very early development is just like the least of anybody's worries and trying to speculate how much influence any one person is going to have on something like Indiana Jones, where the, they've only just brought on a new director and they've only just started a script is just, there's no point in it because we have no way of possibly knowing. Yeah, Chaz, that was a stupid question. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah, just kidding. <laughs> but, uh, real quick, did you? <laughs> I'm did not you trying look... to be an asshole. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> it comes naturally. I can't help no. <laughs> But just just to add, <clears throat> just to add to that, um, I mean, Indiana Jones is it's a recognizable brand, but it's I don't think it's a it's a big enough. No, it's not Star brand Wars. that that Disney is concerned that Lucasfilm could muck it up i I mean if you just look at if you look at the box office numbers for um the indiana jones movies i mean the first three are in between 350 to 470 million dollars worldwide gross Mm -hmm. kingdom of the crystal skull was big with over 780 million worldwide gross but it's still it's not it's not it's not marvel it's not star wars i just don't think it's a priority for disney so lucasfilm might have a lot of freeway with that so there's a long way to go with this film. But what do you guys think about it? Leave a comment down below and uh, let us know what you think. But let's move on to another story, which is uh, 
kind of a, a DC update to all of the Snyder Cut and stuff that's happening. Other meetings are now starting to come in. And there's a there's a report coming from Bleeding. Oh my God! <laughs> look who look who wrote this. It's Caitlin's oh, article. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're so smooth. Well done. <laughs> no, that was horrible. I'm so sorry. I, I I I just wanted to talk about it and seeing that you had written about it already, I was like, well, what better what better thing to put up and talk about? And I, I wanna tip it off with you first because I did hear kind of an update with this story, or maybe it's just a rumor. Most of these are rumors from the beginning, is that JJ Abrams might have a lot of sway in writing something, writing maybe directing. What what do you think? Which there are, I you you have I have to remember how many stories I write a day, so you need to be way more specific. Well, we've got our Henry Cavill uh, reportedly in talks to reprise oh, the role one. of Superman. Yes. Okay. However, the extension that I've heard today is that it could be coming from J.J. Abrams. Well, so J.J. Abrams, his the robot, uh, bad robot production company has been, I mean, they, they were given a, a huge a deal, very large deal from Warner Brothers. But from my understanding, and I could be wrong, uh, the, the focus that he was tasked with is to create original content for hbo max yes so he's already he's already been assigned essentially to the green lantern ongoing series that will debut on hbo max and i know that is his involvement whether or not that transcends you know into the movies that's another question what was the original story with this the henry cavill story is the the most the easiest way to probably compare this to a one-to-one ratio uh, as far as the MCU goes, is that they want to bring Superman on is uh, in the Incredible Hulk role, and that he's going to be running around as a supporting player in other me- people's movies, but they're not going to be giving him his own movie. There are absolutely no discussions right now of another Superman individual movie, but they are going to be bringing him on in cameo and uh, supporting role appearances in other people's movies. Uh, they haven't said whose movies yet, uh, but it can't be Wonder Woman 1984 because that's done, and it can't be The Suicide Squad because that is also done. So we're looking at maybe Shazam 2 or possibly Black Adam or maybe Aquaman 2 or maybe The Flash, if that ever happens. That was supposed to start production <laughs> this month. The Flash is going to happen? Yeah, start production this Poor month. Movie. Another Poor movie that got killed by COVID, thank you. Uh, but, but let's be real. <laughs> if COVID didn't happen, would it have really started? No, it's kind of like, like new if mutants. a tree falls in the woods, does it make a sound? Like, do we know? So, I mean, the thing, the, be- the best way I heard somebody describe this is that how, why did Henry Cavill have to just to star in one of the biggest Netflix shows of all time for Warner Brothers to decide that he was actually worth keeping around? It's <laughs> like, so I interesting. Hope, right? I hope he takes them to the bank. I hope he does. Yes, like, cause I absolutely. really, I like Henry Cavill. He's a, he's, I think he's a fine Superman. I don't like Batman v Superman. I didn't like Man of Steel, and I really didn't like Justice League. But I have nothing against him, and I think The Witcher is the most delicious hot mess in the entire world. <laughs> but I love Henry, and I think he's oh, he needs some milk. <laughs> I think he's a genuinely fabulous. That's the first person. time that, that actually worked. I don't think I've ever had to use that in the right one. Caitlin, <laughs> I totally agree with you. He 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 is a very marketable actor right yeah. now, especially with The Witcher. Uh, his his um, character, even within the Mission Impossible movie, even as a villain, mm-hmm. he he is he's a marketable, desirable actor, and and I think this also goes into why he did not cameo in the first Shazam. I just think th- those negotiations went sour. Mm-hmm. And, he was holding and, out. 
Well, I just don't think he was getting the love that he thought he deserved. From he felt underappreciated, and he yeah. should have. They yeah, killed him sure. off after one and a half appearances. Like, that's mm. bullshit. I'm sorry. And the sorry. blame has really been set on him for a lot of stuff. When almost every DC fan can be in agreement that it's never been Henry Cavill's fault for Superman not really translating well it's in these films. It's never been any of the it's, actors' faults. It's the creatives. Of- it's, it's like a director chooses to create your character the specific way you want, and the actor's role is to interpret that the best way that they can. Mm-hmm. It's not to try to veer away. And, and they didn't hire Marlon Brando to just stumble around and do whatever. But Chaz, what do you think about this? Like Henry Cavill could be back, but where do you where do you see it going? And if if it's going to be just in a, like an Incredible Hulk type thing, do you see a Justice League two coming a lot sooner because they want to include him with a lot of people, but maybe more than just a cameo? Um, I don't know honestly. I I think he's a great actor, and I, I don't have an issue with Superman, like him portraying Superman. Um, like I don't. I, I personally don't understand all the hate for Man of Steel. Like I thought that was a pretty decent movie, like a new take on Superman because there's been so many reincarnations of Superman. So I, I, I liked that approach. But I mean, I think we can all agree that BVS and Justice League is a whole other thing with how they went with that. But um, kind of, kind of like what Andre said, like my favorite role that he's been in is, is actually in Mission Impossible. Uh, I thought he played a really badass villain and like his mustache is like really badass, you know, and the fact they had to CGI that out in justice league, like he's committed to his roles, you know, not being able to shave that off. You need to watch the man from uncle. He is. Oh, it's so yes. Man from uncle is great. It, that that, that might be his best movie. Yeah. Honest, he is live gen- action he's, Archer and it's yeah. so amazing. <laughs> yeah, I know he's, he's really good in that, but oh, I gotta watch so that. good. And I love that movie. A live but action I, Archer. Wow. That's, <laughs> that's a good idea. <laughs> They oh, were talking about Bob's Burgers movie. Idea. Why are they going for a live-action Archer? Because Archer is more marketable. <laughs> no, I think that is the right answer. But why are they going with a Bob's Burgers movie? Because that feels more. Are like they going with the Bob's Burgers? Gonna, yeah, the Fox Burgers announced. Movie, it, yeah, Bob's Burgers movie. movie. But I don't know what animated film from a comedy like besides South Park really translated well. The Simpsons. No one is really saying like that. That movie was great. That's all different tangent. I don't know why I'm talking about that. <laughs> hey, well, hey, Patrick, I just I just wanted to say this though, just because I think I might be the odd man out within our little group here, because no. I'm actually I, I'm I'm a massive fan of Zack Snyder's DC movies. Um, Here's the thing: and... we all can say the Ultimate Cut was oh was good. Was no, good. So, yeah. so okay. well, I mean, at least at least okay. I think I think people who are <laughs> objective can maybe. say that it was at least better than what they put out in the theatrical cut. But I've I've done enough research to know. Um, really just kind of the details behind um, the production of, of both BBS and Justice League to just know that those movies, those movies really just were a chop shop done by studio executives. And yeah. it's, it's especially, I guess, just when, when, when you really spend time to look into the production of a movie, I think it's really easy to blame a director for the success or failure of a movie when re, in reality, there are so many hands involved and especially mm. with such a big franchise with what Warner brothers has and what they were yeah. trying to do with the DC movies. But um, I, I just, I don't know. I, the, 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 the Snyder cut uh, announcement from HBO max, it just, it still leaves me scratching my head wondering what, warner brothers plan is moving forward because they've already recasted batman and they have 
they and then they did the Joker movie, which has nothing to do with the DCEU. Can we talk um, about why is there so much sudden animosity towards Joker from the DC? Family? I've always hated Joker. <laughs> no, no, because there's that. There's that group that are you talking, always, are you no, talking no, no, specifically the that's movie? That's fair. That's yes, fair. Movie? If you already started not liking it, that's totally fair. But most of the DC people that were like, we love it. I've been seeing a lot just like, maybe just not hating on it, but really wanting to yell, it's not part of the DC universe in like a really snooty way. Where it's like, we get it, but we can't talk about it or include it in rankings or anything. It's weird. What I think is going on is that the fact that the Snyder Cut is now real is that some fans are thinking they're going to get back that interconnected universe that DC initially promised them. And I don't think that's the right decision to make and I don't think that's the decision that DC and Warner Brothers should make because we already have an interconnected cinematic universe and it's with Marvel. Why can't DC go off and do their own thing? I hated Joker. Like really, really hated that movie. But I respect what it was doing in the sense that it went off and did something completely different. I respect, I mean, I loved Birds of Prey and it was a giant, delicious, hot mess again. Oh, I, but, I, me too. Were but, we the only ones in that theater that were like having fun in it? Because I was sitting next to people that were like, why are you laughing? Creep. No, I was sitting next to Rebecca Frost. We were losing our freaking minds. Are you kidding? <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I co-signed that, Caitlin. I think, I think Warner Brothers should stop should stop the, the the copying or at least the desire to become the Marvel Cinematic Universe yeah. because nothing nothing will ever become the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Not even Marvel. I don't even think Marvel can replicate what they've done. For oh, them. there's no, no way. Not. It was no, lightning in can't. a bottle. You can never make that happen right. twice. And the so, fact, yeah. the reason why BBS stumbled, the reason why Justice League stumbled, a lot of it comes down to the fact is they were trying to do the Marvel model five times as fast without exactly. any of the build up. Yep. Right. And, yep. and you can't that, blame a creator for it. You can gra- blame a, a, a lot of rules that were set, set up. And it's, for and things. It, it feels like when Warner Brothers steps back and lets their movie makers make their movies, the movies tend to turn out better. Right. Wonder Woman, yep. for example. Yeah. I, again, I'm not, a, I'm not a huge Aquaman fan, mostly because I don't really like, Jason Momoa, he kind of dragged that whole movie down for me, but I like everybody else in it. But I respect it because that's 100% a James Wan movie. That's a Kathy Yan movie when you're talking about Birds of Prey, so on and so forth. That's what they need to do. They need to embrace creator-focused movies and forget about the interconnected cinematic universe stuff. And I feel like now that the Snyder Cut exists, DC fans are going, okay, well, we need to push Joker away because... We don't want to think about Joker anymore because that movie is proof that we're not going to get our cinematic universe anymore. We can pretend that Aquaman is still in the DC. Or a universe. lot of like Pattinson that, you know, is Shazam out. Is still in there. We yeah. can pretend that, you know, Birds of Prey is still in there. They kind of still all share the same basic DNA while Joker doesn't. So that's why I think that DC fans are kind of trying to reject the entire premise of Joker because it completely accepting Joker means completely having to let go of the fact that they're not going to have their cinematic universe anymore. I think that's a really good observation. I didn't think about that. What do you guys think about Man of Steel 2 potentially or cameoed in, 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 in whatever The Rock is up to or in Shazam? Leave a comment down below. And uh, let's jump into, I, I guess, the, the bigger meat of this and then our quick game show. And... Chaz, we, we had the opportunity to uh, talk yesterday on your podcast. Thank you again for having me on. 
and we were discussing HBO Max a little bit that we had first gotten it. Um, I wanted to know what your thoughts on it are first, and then we'll just kind of like tee off with everybody because I, I, I'm sure all of us have kind of looked at it at one point in time within the time that it's come out. And I'd like to know what you guys have seen. What do you think of the interface? But starting with you, Chaz, what do you think about it? Um, well, so when I first got up in the morning and just like opened the app to see what it was all about. And I thought the interface was interesting. It was kind of complicated to find movies that you like wanted to watch and see like what they had. But seeing what kind of content they had on the platform, I got me really excited. And I think it can be a serious contender for streaming. Um, and I know a lot of people were complaining about how like you have to fork extra money to get it, you know, but I, I I'm excited. And like, I saw they had like the TCM on her, the Turner classic movies. And I started watching those last night and I'm like, this is great. Like, like if they could get all the classics on her, that'd be cool. You know, but, it's got one of the best collections of pre 1980s movies. that's on the internet besides the Turner channel. Yeah. For real. And, and the, uh, the Criterion Channel, I mean. Yeah, and they uh, they also have like whose line is it anyway? And then Practical Jokers, like all these <laughs> and like somebody who doesn't own cable, like I'm like this is like heaven for me. So I can just turn this on in the background whenever I want, you know. So I really like it. I think the interface could use some tweaks here and there, and like they're also not streaming stuff in 4K yet, um, which is kind of a downside. But for a launch, like I'm pretty impressed with how how it's looking so far. Like I think there's a lot of improvements that mm. will happen that will make him stronger yeah have you guys watched any of the originals so far any or any of like the first episodes of any yeah mm. no just us just being jazz all right well <laughs> th- you guys can leave we'll talk bold of you kidding. bold of you to assume that i have free time <laughs> <laughs> no, I've, been, I've been binging uh big bang theory ever since uh ah, i gotcha <laughs> well i think i think we've got enough because honestly i just went through i think the first couple of originals that came out um anna kendrick's that was a love life, which is kind of like a, like a rom-com thing that, that had a quite a twist in the end. And um, yeah, it looked, it looked okay. It didn't look too bad. They're starting up with like a lot of weird stuff, like the Looney Tunes cartoons, yeah. the not too late show with Elmo. Okay. So you, tell me what you thought about those. I haven't watched them because I don't have HBO Max, <laughs> but I've heard my, my, my TV section has been awash with all of the, the HBO Max stuff for the last couple of days. And everybody I know who I've talked to has said that the Looney Tunes stuff is fan freaking tastic. Yeah. That nice. is like the thing I'm looking forward to. For me, a streaming service will live and die by finding that one original programming that's going to make me eventually sign up. Like, I didn't get Netflix until Daredevil came out. I, it took forever for me to eventually get Hulu. Like, I didn't get Prime until I found a show that I was legitimately interested in. And it's like, I have to find a show that I'm interested in before I sign up for a streaming service. And I haven't seen anything at HBO that's made me want to sign up yet. So I'm still kind of sitting back and waiting to see when I get to that point. But at this point, I've got I've got three streaming services, and I already feels like too much. <laughs> right. Oh, the not too, I've got uh, Disney Plus. I forgot I had Disney Plus. Oh, Disney Plus has like three that you can combine in with it too. Yeah, so got, it's kind uh, of becoming that. cable eventually. Yeah. The, the not too late show with Elmo happened, mm-hmm. and I, I I did watch the John Mulaney episode, which I gotta say, it was. I mean, it's not for me. It's 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 not for me. But it's definitely for somebody. And, and it looked entertaining enough for like a kid to be like, I've got my own little late show thing. 
I can be with my parents for it. But I wonder how long that gimmick will last for them to try to do like the half adult, half kid jokes. Cause some of them just didn't really land super well, but there's all the HBO stuff. Andre, have you watched any of like HBO originals that have come out? Cause all of them are going to be on this platform too. Yeah. And I, I've been a subscriber to HBO now for almost two years. So Same here. the bachelor I mean, and the just... bachelorette. <laughs> oh my god oh, I, I had to legitimately no tell one of my movie writers that he Shut was very excited face. he unironically watches those shows I'm genuinely smiling I, <laughs> this is so great I really want to... I have no I comment put you in oh, touch gonna... with my writer Jeremy Patrick you and oh, him please. get along you guys can talk uh, Bachelor does he also watch 90 Day Fiance I don't know if he does I should ask him Okay, because <laughs> if not, if not, it's non-negotiable. Those two come together, especially since the last step. I won't get into it like, later on. <laughs> Sorry, Andre, what are you saying? Oh, I don't remember the question. Oh, <laughs> oh, other HBO shows that you've watched? Oh yeah, no. So I, I yeah, I, I've I've been a subscriber to HBO now for a while, and so I mean, you know, Game of Thrones. Um, I, I honestly, I, I've enjoyed. Uh, HBO documentaries a lot more than maybe their original shows like McMillions was pretty good that came out recently um but yeah I know that and yeah they've got some good stuff on there but it was just a seamless transition you don't have to do anything it's yep. I have an Apple TV and I woke up the next morning and all of a sudden it's HBO Max and you can sign in so yeah. so it's shown up on Apple TV it came on to the PlayStation 4 and it just automatically updated on my phone yep. but it didn't do shit on my Roku unfortunately yeah roku and i think amazon what's it fire fire cube or something God like that it. yeah they're not i'm on there, getting out of here goodbye stupid yeah that, that's the a, one thing that's i a got massive fail it's a massive fail it's, on Warner it's Brothers. such a big why platform why don't they have that maybe because roku works with netflix like because netflix was you the company that, that created anymore. roku you can't yeah. you can't completely just not work with somebody anymore everything is way yeah. too interconnected right you, you can't be specialized anymore you just can't yeah, yeah. I, I apple if, has something to say to you <laughs> well so like I, I know roku's uh layout is really simple and really basic so i wonder if it's just an interface thing that they're, they're trying to like work out to make sure it does work or if there's a deal yeah. that they're trying I mean, to work it, on it will mm. eventually come there yeah. it's like it's like when when yeah. a cellular service has an exclusive phone like when iphones were first released they were exclusive to at&t like yeah it, it it, it it will eventually get on Roku, eventually. Mm. We also have all the Studio Ghibli films and Crunchyroll yeah. has imported. Yeah. So this is the first time actually that any of the Studio Ghibli films have been available on streaming in the mm-hmm. US. So that's, yeah, that's pretty that's big. Pretty big. Yeah. Yeah, have you I have seen a friend it? on a Discord server who just watched Princess Mononoke for the first time and she sent me a message and she was just, it was a whole bunch of crying emojis. I was like, yeah, that's, <laughs> that, that's a fair reaction to a Ghibli movie. Just go watch Spirited Away and- Are you dubs or subs? And I'm going to ask that question to all of you. Dubs over subs? Or subs uh, over dubs? It doesn't matter. Subs over dubs, dude. I'm a subs watch over the, dubs, man. Watch it in the yeah. original language and then like read the subtitles. Just read uh, that one in Confession, inferior. I've never seen any Studio Ghibli movie not in English. I haven't either, though. <laughs> so, Andre, you and I are in the same boat. <laughs> that's, that's good, though. Because I remember the first few animes I, I was introduced to had dubs. And it was harder, I think. To just like to realize that it was somebody that was trying really hard to have an American accent, but it still was just a weird crossover. <laughs> and 
I'd rather just have the original voice of whoever was doing them. Keep, the but here's the thing. It's like, I'm not a huge anime fan. So, like, even though those are there, and, like, I'm pretty sure the Ghibli Studios would be a good start to, like, maybe check it out. Like, there's a lot of options, though, and, like, now it just feels like it's overwhelming. Mm-hmm. I, I remember agree. being an anime fan in high school a million years ago. Before <laughs> Chaz was born. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I don't know who that was a burn on. I, it, was, <laughs> it was a burn on me and my gray hair. No, <laughs> I was I was thinking it, it was a burn on me. I don't know. There are so many films on this on this thing though. Uh, yeah. The more yeah. that I was thinking about it, the more I was talking with Chaz about how like the podcast can utilize how the live show can utilize it, and I was thinking why not? I don't know. I was looking at like Babysitters Club and like the old book clubs that used to happen in the nineties and stuff, those don't really happen for movies. Like that doesn't exist anymore. Or at least I've not seen it and I'm, and I'm not in that group yet. And hopefully with this introduction to what I think is a cool idea is the gaggle of geeks movie club. (laughs) What does it mean? I don't know yet, but that's why I have you three here to kind of help me brainstorm this. So my idea is, that we kind of have like a scholastic book club, like what it was in elementary school kind of, right? Where we've got a, a, a scheduled amount of films. And I think there's no better way to kind of start going into this with understanding that we're in quarantine and we can watch a lot of classics now it, by going through Roger Ebert's The Great Movies and start going through these volumes. Because there are so <laughs> fucking many movies in this the first book is crazy i've got all of the volumes over there if you've not seen them ever before but i i thought it would be a great idea to do that and to also have some type of thing where uh when we meet up every month we can offer like whoever is on the live stream um maybe a, a month subscription to whatever service that we're focusing on during that month or just i'll send you a pizza because that's what the magazine things were before where if you did enough shit and turned in enough stuff, you got free pizza. <laughs> it all seems childish and I don't care because it's a movie club. But I don't know. What I, I kind of want to brainstorm it. If you guys don't think this is a good idea, I want to hear it. What What are your ideas that, that... I don't know. What do you think? Oh, God. Chaz, why don't you go first? Bye. <laughs> oh. Jazz, you're the regular Patrick. man. You go first. <laughs> <laughs> Patrick, I think that's actually a great idea. I've already told you that. <laughs> I know you have, but I um <laughs> I just my my thing is if they do that, like are you gonna give them like two weeks advance notice of like what to watch? And like is there gonna be like a shared document of all of our thoughts or or what, you know, like mm. and like it. is it gonna be like subscription based? to yours like where it's bonus content like a patreon or something like that you know like like a bonus episode for listeners exclusively or something like that that's a good question and i think that it depends on what i hear from people uh, as far as inclus- inclusion goes like how do you want to be involved with this we we can do weekly live streams and as far as scheduling i think we need to do it monthly like give them at least yeah. 4 weeks worth of runtime so that they can kind of choose the ones that they want to see cuz i'll be honest I'll be very honest. The first one in this book is 2001 A Space Odyssey. I don't know if I want to start that like that. 
Because maybe that's like the toughest one to start with, you know, with a book club. You don't start with like Les Mis for a book club. <laughs> no, dude, you totally start with Moby Dick and then you just like pull it apart. But there's so many of those that are, that are classics that really w- is what made me want to do this so that we could yeah. talk about the classics and have history behind it. And I think that would be a good inclusion with this, like having segments that aren't just about like a review of the movie where people can jump in, but like the history of how it started, the actors, the actresses, like Humphrey Bogart, nobody knows who that is anymore or, or Sidney Lumet or like all of these creators back in the day that have inspired so many films that we don't realize that like can be reflected in, in this show, I was thinking. So in this club, would would they like do a lot of research then? And like the whole episode is like how about how the movie was made and like fun facts about it that like other people in the podcast and listeners might not know about it. So yeah, I'd, I'd want to do some type of breakdown of of okay. the film behind sounds the sounds like homework. It sounds like homework, <laughs> yes, and not and not something that I would require the listeners to do. It would totally be coming from us. Um, it would be more than anything, just like if during the month there's a thing that you want to watch on one of the weeks, it works. If one week doesn't work, it doesn't work. I'd be interested in giving it a trial run to see how it goes before committing to anything. And I don't think this yeah. should be like a Patreon thing because clearly I don't know how we're going to do this yet. So we, <laughs> so we need to first work out the kinks just like this show and and go from there but that that was kind of the the tie-in from hbo max is that we're going to start this movie club so expect pretty soon to to have updates on where we're going to be starting and uh, what films are coming out and with that said i would love to transition over to the uh coolest thing that we've done so far in this uh, yeah in in this uh thing um Let's put the intro thing on that video. It's the cost is boss with <laughs> us talking about cameo cameo edition. People, have you guys heard of the cameo app or um, website? Well, this is a website where celebrities are able to send personalized greetings to their fans. Anybody that pays really. So I guess it couldn't be a fan. It'd be someone that hates them and pays them to do it or send a personalized message. Some are free. Some are super expensive. The tiers are crazy. And I think what makes it hilarious is, is seeing the celebrities price points and what they value themselves as or value a message. I'm sure they don't value themselves as like $100, but they value like sending a greeting to someone. I'm about that much worth that. My time is worth this much. So my idea is you all have uh, in your chat and you've likely brought these up already, the pictures of these uh, celebrities that I've picked. The rules are that we're going to start going through these and whoever can get closest to what the guesstimation of uh, of the price is that they've set themselves uh, will get a point. If you get to three points, that's when you win a prize. And what is that prize? Well, you will get one of the cameos not in the group but the free one on cameo whichever one is free you can get santa you could get 90 day fiance cast members (laughs) and i think that's the appropriate gifts for these and i am so excited to start this let's start with the weird bossa nova music that we're going to be playing during it 
apparently can't see these pictures. Okay. Oh no. We've ruined it. I've got to re-upload them. Ah! We'll start with number one. So this is a character that you've seen from the Lord of the Rings trilogy. It's Elijah Wood is booking. And uh, how much do you think he, uh, how much do you think he is worth? And this, how much do you think he wants out of this one? We'll start with Andre. What do you think? Oh, I wish I had like a barometer on what I knew was like reasonable. <laughs> oh, what I can say, I, you know, that's probably a fair point. Most of these range range from zero to I think the highest point that I've seen is maybe five hundred. Oh, really? Okay, For Elijah Wood. I bet Elijah Wood is under 100. No disrespect. I love Frodo. <laughs> I fucking say, love this so much. Right. I'm going to say 85. <laughs> 85. All right. Let's go. Caitlin, what are your guesses? 200. All right. And Chaz, what do you think? I'll go 350. Wait, so, but Patrick, this is like Price is Right. So, like, if you go over you're over right hmm <laughs> i don't know because i don't know I, don't, I, don't, I don't know shit about the the price is right but the cost is boss that's where we're that's the that's the show we're fucking talking about copyright don't do that <laughs> let's go ahead and see who what who is closest to this uploading now wow 225 dollars is how much oh. you can book for elijah wood i was so, way under Aylin, you are the winner good job good job all right moving wow, on to 25 bucks right that's the thing you never know with these things you never know i'm not even a little surprised <laughs> <laughs> well some some you can kind of guesstimate maybe coming from like cons and, and stuff like that i'm turning off this it was fun for a minute, but now I'm, I'm sorry, gonna... Elijah. I did not mean to lowball you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be fair though, Andre, it makes sense because he does. He he produces a lot of like indie features now. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So mm. I, I I can see that. Like, no, yeah. no I, I think any guess right now is appropriate because we're all learning the barometers, right? Like where where they're all at and, and what most of them are getting. Okay, and Chaz, well, we, you're, you're going to probably be lucky later on, like doing this multiple times. <laughs> you, you'll have an, you'll be like schooling people when they show up. <laughs> What, what what's the price range again price range uh it could be from zero to 500 is the most that i've seen for the other one okay but jumping into the new round go ahead and check the next uh picture that is up it is your favorite crazy actor gary Busey. i don't know why i have that accent gary Busey <laughs> is up and uh we'll we'll start with Chaz on this one or actually let's start with the winner caitlin uh what do you think gary Busey is is booking for with this what is his cost 150 all right and then from there let's go uh andre what are your guesses uh, elijah wood was two you said 225 for elijah wood mm -hmm. what are you why why are you comparing there's no <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna go. Gary Busey was looking up Elijah Wood and like, damn it, gotta make sure to drink. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say one ninety five. 
Okay, 195. <laughs> and Chaz, what is your guess? One more time. What did you say the price ranges were? <laughs> My God. Zero to 500. Zero, Zero to 500. 500. Yes. I'm going to guess 75. Only because he has 88 reviews. Which seems okay. like it'd be a you see, of- and I, I'm glad that I put these pictures up because you have a lot of clues to look at with this. But Elijah right. only had one. <laughs> I'll be honest, expensive. when I was when I was testing this with my wife, I wasn't even. I was like, "Guess who it is?" She's like, "Why? How do you even start like that?" <laughs> All right, I'm gonna go ahead and send this over. The uh, winner or closest to Gary Busey, book now for three hundred and fifty dollars. <laughs> Wow. wow. So, Andre, you get the point. Yeah. So, that what? means that 88 people have paid 300 <laughs> plus dollars just for a little 10 second clip of Gary Boosie. That's in devil hell. And, like, I, I think later on, we'll, we'll show examples of some of these videos too. Uh-huh. That, that is another clue to see what type of production value they're putting into their videos, right? If Dude, they're just putting in all- a lot of stuff, you would assume that maybe they're charging maybe more. Okay, but off of that, 88 people paying that much money, he's already made 30 grand. <laughs> oh my God. I get the it? money, I spend it on cheese wheels and I put it in my hair. Patrick, what was it? 350? 350. 350 for a 10 second clip? Mm-hmm. Well, it can be. It depends. It depends. I was gonna say that's thirty-five dollars a second. <laughs> you know what though? He shoots on a red. Does he? That's why I, I think because it says red on his uh oh wow tag thing right there. Well Gary Busey, he 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 no he ain't no gold digger. Ooh. I ain't saying he is. New round though. <laughs> Moving into the next picture. Um, you know this person from Seinfeld, it's the soup Nazi. Mmm. No soup for you. No soup for you, but maybe a video if you've got the price right. So, Chaz, what is your 75. Guess? 75. All right, let's go to Caitlin. 50. 50. And Andre. Dang. Chaz told mine. I, I'm going to go. I'm going to go 80. <laughs> wow that's that's the that's the benefit this of going is how last. you play the game that's the benefit of going last <laughs> all right well with those locked in let's see what the answer is and larry thomas aka the soup nazi you can book him now for 80 dollars. andre got it exactly <laughs> correct ridiculous he cheated he did the no he didn't cheat he did the thing that all the winners do bet it the right way Oh, man. So now we've got two for Andre, one for Kaylin, and zero for Chaz. So I'm glad that you will be with me for the next few ones, Chaz, because you're going to need it to figure out how to get all these right. (laughs) (laughs) Moving into the next round. Let's see. Bringing it up. We've got two office characters, and the first one that I bring to your attention is Michael Scott's former boss and former lover. It is Jan Levinson from The Office and Transparent. Question real quick. What? Does her tag give anything away? I have no idea, no. I I don't know. Like, I really, I think the more that we look into this, and I think there'll be people that play this game that are gonna be like, asking a lot of questions like that, which I think will influence and predict maybe the prices. I think there will be an algorithm 
to okay. figure this out exactly. I just don't <laughs> I know what. Say, yeah, I didn't focus too much on that until Chaz just said it. So I was like, oh, how about that? <laughs> mm-hmm. Ah, you see there, they even have like a 75 plus option. Why am I telling you this? Shit. Okay. <laughs> so I was asking. let's, <laughs> shit. That let's, wasn't on any of the other ones. Um, you're, oh, you know what? Yeah, you're right. That's, I've, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, let's start with it. Don't worry. <laughs> Thank you, Caitlin. Who do you think, or what, what is the price for this? What do you think? Am I going first? Yeah. 125. All right, we got 125. Andre, what is your guess? And please I, don't say 130. No, I, but I was going to say 150. That was my original thought. So original I'll thought. stick with it. All right. And Chaz, we've got lower 100s in the mid. I'll go 120. <laughs> wow. Wow. No, Jazz, either go a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> this is amazing. I love this so much. Let's go ahead and take a look at the results. Oh and for Malora Hardin, the actor from The Office who played Jan Levison Gould, or Jan Levison, if you presume, is two ninety nine. What? Book her for two ninety nine. Two bucks. bunch of bitches thinking that she's worth less than that. How dare you? That is Jan Levinson. That's exactly the price that Jan Levinson would have selected. Jan She's going for her character. I love how she couldn't oh go one dollar more. Oh, wow. but guess who won this Andre entire did. thing? My goodness, Chaz. If you just went one fifty one, that's that's how you play the game, man. <laughs> But the $75 plus is what threw me off. <laughs> Man, cleaned house. Clean house. I was going to be like, let's at least do one more. But we no, can't even do-, do one more because let's finish the rest. Do you want to finish the rest? I yeah. say let's, let's we gotta, finish hey, we gotta go. Least, right? We got to go We've with got. beans. We got, at least got to do beans. <laughs> <laughs> We've got three more. So let's go with three more. Hopefully okay. the last one won't throw some of you. Um, if you've seen Curb Your Enthusiasm, you'll know who it is. But we'll go with one more office character. Let's go ahead and bring in our next person, who is Oscar Nunez. Wow. Who I just listened to on uh, the um, Office Ladies podcast. If you aren't listening to that, it's fantastic. It's They're so Going good. through all of it's the previous so episodes good. and bringing on guest stars. The last one was Gay Witch Hunt, where they <laughs> had the, uh, the lovely Oscar <laughs> Nunez on, who divulged to everybody that all of that was just improv. The kiss, all of it. So genius. That was not in the script. Michael decided right then to start doing it. And he remembers (laughs) because he was thinking like, I need to make sure I'm turning right or left when I go in (laughs) because you have to pick a side, right? But as he was doing it, Michael wasn't choosing a side. So he was like, he's not going, oh, he's doing it. But to improv that entire scene, even after that, when he's like, we're still here, we're all still here. (laughs) And like Oscar saying, thank you. Nobody knew that was happening. Oh my gosh. That's uh, so confession, genius. I haven't watched a single episode of The Office. Oh my oh, really? gosh. Oh, hey. oh, oh my gosh. Quar- if there's anything to binge during quarantine, it's I have a lot of TV shows else. I haven't watched. It's it's my favorite. Yeah. It's my favorite comedy. I've never ever. watched Stranger Things. I haven't watched Man. Breaking Bad. I've seen one episode of The this Walking is something Dead. To, this is something to take into account because I I assumed wrongly that The Office was going to be a little bit more universal, but no. It, we need to look for some. I'm really sorry for the last one on this one because we're going only from. She's only famous from Kirby or Enthusiasm. So hopefully all of you have seen that. I but, haven't. 
Yeah, okay. Oh, well. Let's like Seinfeld on steroids. We're still playing. I know. Um, Oscar Nunez, let's start with Andre. Who, what do you think is the price point for Oscar? If I'm going to go 150 again. I'm going to go 150 again. All right, we got 150. Chaz, what do you think? 175. Okay, and Caitlin? 180. Go! <laughs> All right. This is so much fun. Okay. And the answer is for Oscar Nunez from the office. You can book him now for one hundred and fifty dollars. My ah! God, Andre! <laughs> so he's not That's coming smart. on whenever we do this anymore. That's He'll be on for movie court. He'll be on for one other stupid show we come up with. <laughs> no, I'm really oh actually. I'm happy this is turning out somewhat. This is turning out really fun. Let's bring this up the around. And we all know who this is already because we've kind of led up to it. It's a good friend, Stephen Anthony Lawrence, a uh, Disney actor from Eden, Even Stevens. You know him as Beans. So what do you think Beans is 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 selling his, himself for? I don't know yeah, why I had I'll to give, phrase it that way. I'll Let's, go first and give everyone a fight. You're not going to go right? first, Andre. You stay the, you stay the <laughs> fuck back, okay? Chaz. <laughs> What is your <laughs> guess for Stephen Anthony Lawrence? I'll say 400. <laughs> wow. <laughs> He's hurting for cash. <laughs> <laughs> so there are 70 people out there that have picked 400. I'm going to go ahead and start if now. <laughs> no, it's wrong. That's not it. <laughs> Didn't have to use that one this whole time until that one. <laughs> Kaylin, what do you think is the answer for this one? Hundred. Hundred. And Andre, what is your guess? One dollar. You are that asshole. The price this, is right. This guy. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> how's, it okay, feel, okay. how's it feel my, down there on the ground? You snake. No, my my for reals. I, I'm going to say forty bucks. That's my real guess. Forty bucks. Forty bucks. All right. Well, wouldn't you know it, when it comes to Stephen Anthony Lawrence, Beans, he can be booked now for $45. Oh, Andre, you're actually just baby. good at guessing. I, would, I'll, I will chalk this up to you've probably done some, some Vegas odds. You've bet on the horses. You've, you've bet, on, you've bet on, 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 on the llamas. I don't I know what grow betting up in really Nevada. is. I've never done I that did before. grow up in Nevada. Patrick, have you ever been to Vegas in your life? I, I, I try. I try to. I bet, I, I, I've lived. I, I mean, you know, St. George. It's No. <laughs> well, uh, Mesquite, some of those places. They, no. they, they tell me about the crap and the crap is in the, in the blackjackers. Oh, God. I can't tell if you're joking or not. <laughs> <laughs> Moving into the last round. And I want to, before we do this, because we're going to kind of wrap up after this, thank my guests for coming on. Really and genuinely, this has been so much fun for uh, me and Chaz. And I, let's start, Andre, at the Backseat Directors podcast. What do you got cooking? What are you up to? And where can the people find you? Yeah, no. So um, BackseatDirectors.com, you can find everything that we do there. Thank you. Thank you. I host a weekly podcast and we, um, right now I've, a lot of my episodes have been focusing on a new segment that we do called defend your movies. So I have guests come on 
and they have to choose three movies that are rotten on Rotten Tomatoes, but that they love and they defend their movies. So that's the world I've been doing. So I, and I'll, have, I'll, I'll have to have each of you on there to uh, have a defend your movie segment. But, um, but yeah, no, and we, we do movie reviews. Obviously all our movie reviews are focused on movies that have come straight to streaming or on Netflix and things like that. But uh, we're just trying to survive through the pandemic. So yeah, backseatdirectors.com. Thank you so much again. And Caitlin, thank you so much for coming on. I, I really like have been so excited to have you onto this. And, and I loved all your insight for this episode. Please come back again. Where can the people find you? Uh, you can find me in a couple of places. Uh, as I said, I am the uh, EIC over at Bleeding Cool. I'm also one of our primary film writers uh, and primary film critic. I haven't been doing a lot of reviewing lately because for a bunch of reasons, uh, mostly de- dealing with the pandemic. I've also haven't been doing as much writing lately, uh, mostly because I've had to take on a much more uh, copy editing type of duty, but I've been doing more writing lately, so you can find me over there and just read all of my writer's stuff. I have such an amazing team putting out just such high quality work. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Katie's Movies, and you can also listen to me on uh, my, po- my podcast, uh, which comes out every Friday morning, uh, the Nerd Dome podcast. We just released a new episode at time of recording today. And uh, yeah, that's all awesome. I got. Thank you so much. And of course, Chaz, uh, we're, how are you, man? Thank you for coming on every week, all the time, and doing this, and dealing with me. Where can the people find you? And yeah, when's the next podcast going to be up? I know it's not mine. Who's the next one? Um, so you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. Um, and my podcast, a uh, new episode came out t- today, actually, with uh, Mira Bashir, who, who is in charge of the Salt Lily magazine. Um, the next one is a J.R. Curtis, and that's going to be out in maybe next week or two weeks. I don't know because I've really saved for two weeks, but I'm thinking about going weekly. So we'll see. <laughs> Very cool. Well, and with that said, let's go into the final round for this game show. Thank you again so much. And that person is Susie Esman that, you know, is Susie from Kirby enthusiasm, or at least I know one of you knows from Kirby enthusiasm. If Larry, you, you guys such are a sleeping fucking asshole. Yeah. <laughs> you were really missing on like one of the funniest characters. I know. I, Believe oh me, God. there is a large pile of TV shows that I need to watch, but yeah, I mostly Kirby just Kirby have the stuff going on in the background. And Chaz, may I just say, knowing your character in Curb is going to help you when it comes to selecting this. So you so have, a, definitely you have go last. You could definitely get a point on the board. You could do this. So let's go. Starting with Caitlin, what is oh. your guess? <laughs> oh, lucky me. <laughs> Uh, well, the tag says 75 plus, so we know it's 75 plus. See, this is good. I love the deducting already. No, thank you. Um, <laughs> 225. Okay, 225. Let's move to Andre. What is your guess? Gosh, Gary Boosie was 300. Jam Levinson. I'm sorry, Gary Boosie? <laughs> Busey. Did you say Gary Boosie? <laughs> 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 I mean, he didn't get air horned for that. What the I hell? Didn't, it's on a different sound <laughs> effect. How millennial folder. are you? It's a different it's sound effect folder. Too late. <laughs> Again, <laughs> I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, one, one ninety. All right, and Chaz, it is up to you, my man. I've given you every opportunity in this round. You have the last <laughs> guess, and you know this person. <laughs> what is your guess? 
I'll go 125. What's it going to be? <laughs> and your winner. Caitlin oh, with yeah. 325. Oh. Wow. I was, say 350, I was still way off, too. Holy cow, 325? So as D said, or the opposite of what D said in It's Always Sunny, worst is not first. You did get a point in this. Chaz, my God, were you just doing this for our guests? So that like, Yeah, totally. I mean, I got okay. two points in this. Cool. What are you talking about? I'm, I got the first and the last one. I'm sure if, if if we had switched this over, I would not have gotten most of this. I'm really though. I think this shit. is gonna be a good this will be this is a good opportunity. I think we've got a good idea with this. So thank you again, everybody. Leave your comments down below and we will see you at the next review.